Welcome to the Tim and James universe. is up all you fucking tgu fanatics welcome to our discussion of ghostbusters afterlife and if you can't believe it we're going to talk about ghostbusters and the buddy over there is not hot about it you mean you you're the one who's it was the game changer well like if he was gonna love it or not i'm well yeah i mean just talking about ghostbusters in general oh yeah yeah the the buddy saw ghostbusters afterlife uh friday morning poo and i saw it the next day with my daughter and buddy, it was, I'm not emotionally attached to the, the originals. Like I don't like, they're good movies, but I'm not like, they're the best thing ever. But like this movie is pretty fucking good. And also too, like I said, I'm not attached to the movies, but whenever that song comes on, that song's a fucking banger. Oh, buddy. In that moment at the, at the very end of the film, uh, when we see a certain thing entering a certain place and the song kicks in, I, man, I gotta tell you, I got the little tingles. Yeah, and as I told the buddy through text, I cried. Uh, I did I I I did get a little uh, some tears did come out of my little eye sockets uh, a little bit. The buddy for different reasons because I have an attachment to that movie and because I'm a huge fan of Harold Ramis and not just him and Ghostbusters but all the stuff he all the comedies he wrote and stuff. Uh, and you have a, on a connection of more of a familial level uh, because you can yeah, relate. Like I, yeah, like it was. That that hit me more emotionally than you know. I think also too because he passed away in real life. So like, if he didn't pass away in real life, I don't think it would have been as it would have been like, oh, that's sweet, but it wouldn't have been as like impactful. Like no, it's the family shit and him being gone in real life that was kind of like because you know movies try to do that shit where they'll CGI somebody and like they kind of use a voice or get a voice actor, but like. I think they did it right. You know, we're skipping ahead, but, you know, we'll go over it. Yeah. But I think they Spoilers did it everybody. right with what they did. You know what I mean? No, no, yeah. Um, I was I was weary of them showing what they did. But when it actually, like, happened and you saw, like, the side profile of, like, all of them, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is kind of the only way you could have done. You can't, you can't do that and not have everyone. You have to do something. But they didn't. There's a, there's an extra step they could have gone that I'm glad they didn't. Um, the voice. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't yeah, attempt. That's... Yeah. Me I was too. just I was just sitting there like, together. please don't talk, please don't talk. Yeah, even if he just said like, "Hey guys," like they use a clip from an old one, it wouldn't have wouldn't have worked. No, no. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like what they showed, but at the end of it, yeah, I was I was converted. Um, yeah, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, like the buddy said, it's it's finally out. I, out of sheer morbid curiosity, I purchased my ticket probably of probably Tuesday that week, I think something like that. Um, and uh, I actually saw it on the XD screen, which um, I don't I don't know the exact differences. I don't think they were doing XD when you were working at a theater, so I don't think you know the specific. But I have, maybe I have no clue. 
uh, I think there's more. There were parts like when the earthquakes were happening in the movie, like I could feel it in my seat. Uh, I which, think that's because they have. Uh, they have. It wasn't the D box thing. It wasn't that. It was yeah, just. No, I know. Yeah. I think it was um, just the, the. I think the DX has. It's a bigger screen, and I believe it has better sound than just. Like, yeah, I was speakers. picking up probably on that. Probably why you felt it. Yeah, probably yeah. why you felt it in the scene. Um, I'd only ever seen one movie in that in that format before, and it was uh, it was it chapter two. Okay. I think it was just because that was the earliest one, and same thing with this. Like, th- there was one at like ten thirty or ten forty, which I was gonna do, but it was a regular like regular big theater, but there were more people in there, so I was trying to limit how many people I was around because still, you know, COVID or whatever. But I saw there were not many tickets purchased, and my seat, nobody was near me really. The closest person was like three or two rows up, and like over, but. I'm at the very top, so I'm at the back and all the way to the top, so they're going like down. And uh, and thanks, yeah. thankfully, with the way the seats are now, there's so much more space in between all the rows of seats. So, I mean, he was a good, like, 15 feet, 20 feet away from me, basically. Yeah, uh, with me, my, my daughter was in the aisle, I was next to her, and there's two-seat gap, and then another, like, a couple over on the left. So, like, I, I didn't have anybody next to me, thank God. Yeah, that is. I was I was terrified that somebody was gonna purchase a ticket like directly next to me. And then I sit down. Well, that would be fine. Be like, hey, buddy, it's the buddy. Can you imagine? Uh, but I was texting the buddy throughout my screening of it because look, there because there was no one near me, and I'm in the back corner. So with my phone brightness all the way down, I'm not I'm not disturbing anybody, and my sound's off yeah. obviously. So I was giving the buddy a little like, okay, I hate this person. Like, wow, this mega popped me. I hope you understand what it was. <laughs> so. Yeah, luckily I did. I I knew it was. I figured it was one of two spots, and it was the first one that I thought. Yeah, but uh, let's just get uh into this. So yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife finally came out. It was directed by Jason Reitman, obviously the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the first two uh movies. Uh, we got the budget for this was seventy five mil. Box office so far uh is sixty mil. Who wrote the originals? Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Hill Ramis. Okay, so Dan Aykroyd. I knew was, I knew one of them was so, Hal Ramis, but I couldn't. I so didn't know if one was Dan. Basically, the origin of Ghostbusters is Dan Aykroyd uh, and his family like are super into the paranormal, like uh, like like legit, like they totally believe it. Especially and Dan Aykroyd's like full in. So he had this crazy idea about this thing, and Harold Ramis came in and was like, you know, let me take this and scale it back, and we'll and we'll, we'll come up with something. So, like, the two of them kind of sat down and wrote out what would be the movie, and Ivan Reitman helped a little bit. But really, so it was like the genesis of it was Dan Aykroyd, and then Harold Ramis came in, who was the established writer, and like, all right, let's write it like this. Uh, if if Aykroyd had made the movie he wanted, it would have been <laughs> crazy. It would um, it'd be, probably be, like, true-ish. It's super serious to him. Uh, he has like yeah. pictures of his like great grandfather that he was. I saw like a random clip popped up in my feed of him and Bill Murray on the Carson show for the first movie. Um, and Acro was out there like reading stuff from like some kind of New York Society paranormal investigators guide, like like legit articles from this society in New York. And he was showing old pictures and stuff. I was like, wow, he's. I could, I knew he was full into it, but uh, he was on late night TV show, a, a television in the eighties, reading ghost shit, like legit <laughs> ghost shit pretty cool um so that's how that happened and then 
who wrote this one? Gil Gil Keenan and Jason Reitman wrote this one or credited for writing it. Who's Gil? What is he? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, filmography. Uh, he directed the movie Monster House. That was a good little kids movie. That's not bad. He, he directed the Poltergeist remake. Um, I hadn't seen that, but I heard like it was all right. He's not done a lot. He wrote a short film and directed a couple of those movies. City of Ember, which is something I haven't heard of. That was episode. A book that okay. Movie. Episode of the Scream Show, and then he did this. Wow. Well, he didn't do too bad. Him, I guess Ivan probably gave him a check. Yeah, I mean, and Jason was writing it too. Who? I mean, he was in Ghostbusters too. I'm sorry, Jason. My bad. Yeah. In this one? Well, Ivan, Ivan was a producer. He did. He he was on set all the whole time. So it was really they were really kind of a team. Jason was in this one or the other. J- Jason was Jason was in Ghostbusters two, the, the second was he movie. In that one? He was the kid who said, um, "Uh, my my dad says you're full of crap," at the party oh. at the beginning. That's Jason. Oh. Yeah. Do you remember that kid? No. Uh, it's like um. People are like, oh, Shane Black was in Predator. And it's like, I just know him as the director of Iron Man 3. <laughs> like, I didn't know he was in the first Predator. Uh, yeah, he had a little role. Um, and the the in the scene in Ghostbusters 2 where Egon says, what, let's see what happens when we take away the puppy. You know, the scene where, like, the little girl, they're doing experiments. They're like, they give her a puppy and see how happy she gets. Oh. That, it, never mind. All I can remember is the first one now because we just saw. Because remember, I kept thinking the second one was the first one. So now my mind yeah, is programmed. I know the first one, but I don't remember the second one. I just know the painting. God damn it! Well, there's a scene <laughs> like where I know. well, there's a scene where at the beginning of the second one it shows where all of them are now. You know, like like Venkman's hosting his own little paranormal TV talk show. Egon's doing some kind of studies at some college, and he's like experimenting. As like a little girl in a room, and they have her, they give her a puppy, and they just experiment. They're just seeing, okay, let's see what she does. Let's check her vitals. Now let's see what happens when we take away the puppy. It's another like that's a funny line from the movie. That was Jason's little sister. Uh-oh. 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 Um, buddy, you fucking know it. Um, but uh, I was uh, the first thing I was surprised by uh, once I got past the forty-five minutes of previews. And the movie actually started again. I went for a ten a.m. showing. The movie didn't start till ten forty. So I just want that same, to be known. <laughs> same here. The, the buddy. Uh, yeah. Uh, there, there was a ten a.m. one, but I was like, you know what? We'll wake up, have breakfast, and then we'll go to a, uh, a little uh, later one. So I went to the, the 1210 one. Movie didn't start until like 1250, and I was just sitting there like, oh, my God. Like I went and did an errand before I went to the movie. Just like, all right, I'll, I'll get this done, then I'll I'll go. And I was just kind of like, it's like, all right, it's almost 10. I was just gonna, I'm just going to hang out in my car for like a few. But then I just get super bored. I have a, I have a thing with cars when they're not moving. Like I just it, I, I need to get out of it. Um, I, don't, I don't know why. Oh, you just switch those other times, huh? Something like, how'd you sit in it for your breaks at work? But you oh, I was I was like laying down in the back seat, so it's a little different. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, well, buddy, you know, <laughs> I can't be seen. I wouldn't have overheard all the conversations I overheard, like how a coworker yeah, was being I... abused by her husband. Remember that? Remember that shit? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the lesbians making out. Remember that? I did see two lesbians making out sitting in the pile of dirt by a bunch of trees right next to my car. Um, that was shocking. I filmed a video of that for the buddy. Um, yeah, and that's still. I was narrating for you. Um, I know. But yeah, the, the coworker thing where she was like, 
you hit me or whatever. And I was like, what? It's like, I can't sit up now. I need to. Like, I can't get out of the, I got my brakes over, but I can't leave. Yes. <laughs> Fucking standing right by the, can you match if I just got out, looked at her, just walked in. Yeah, just try to act like nothing Holy happened. Shit, like, I didn't hear anything. All right. I didn't have any headphones. Like, I could put headphones on my ear. Like, oh, you know, I didn't hear nothing. I should have gone out. Are you okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the, the one thing, once I actually started, I was surprised by is it had, it showed the Ghost Core logo. Yeah, I was wondering, like, what is that? But it said production. That, like, it was, was that the name of a studio? That was like an offshoot studio that they, Sony made. Because when they made 2016, their whole plan was to make it a big franchise. So, uh, like Marvel Studios is an offshoot of Disney now, or Mar- yeah, yeah. Um, that's what Ghost Core was going to be. They were going to make produce all the Ghostbusters movies. But then they came out with that movie, and no one liked it. So I thought it was just gone. Like the the Universal Dark Cinematic Universe, whatever the Dooku, oh, that's yeah. gone. That was. That's funny because they had everybody pictured in cast, and they're like, "Yeah, Johnny Depp's the Invisible Man, uh, Javier Bardem's the Wolf Man," which is like dope. Some of the casting was really good in that, and everyone posed like, "We're doing this," and it's kicking off with, you know, Tom Cruise, who's the Mummy now. At yeah, apparently at the end of the movie, and then it just like the Mummy came out, and then it just, <laughs> yeah, uh, boy, yeah, fuck, uh, he uh, fucked it up for everybody else. That everyone's like, oh, "Great," I, I know, <laughs> a movie for me. Um, so that's gone. So I thought Ghost Core was gone, but then the logo for that came up. It's like, oh, okay, they're just gonna, they're gonna rock with it. Um, hopefully this one takes off. Buddy, judging by the end credit scene, I think so. Uh, I mean, the reception is, from the audience, is overwhelmingly positive. There were that's a good. bunch of, yeah. like, yeah, there were uh, actually some critic, because normally, like, the audience review bombs, right? There were actually some critics review bombing because, again, and they would always mention, like, how dare they reward all the fans who hated the 2016 one. So they gave it a bad review because how dare they give the fans the movie they actually wanted. But that's not a fucking review of the movie. You know what I mean? That's a review of political shit. Like, oh, but I know. I never I never trusted critics anyway. Like, half the time I never agreed with uh, that fuck who lost his jaw. Cisco or whatever Ebert, whatever his name Cisco. is. Cisco. Ebert. Uh, Ebert. Yeah, I, yeah, Ebert was the one. I never agreed with any of those fucks. Like they never had good taste in movies. And it's yeah, yeah, you're not paid lots of money for that dude. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. The only the only thing I trust is if I think it'll be the type of movie I like or the buddy. Because we, granted, I like more shittier movies than you do, but usually the ones you like, I like. So like, if that's why. I waited to buy my ticket till like later that night because I at least wanted to know, get it. Cause like, I didn't want the buddy to tell me nothing about it or what his thoughts are. I just wanted, I liked it or I didn't. Cause then that would like, okay, I'm not going to buy a ticket and I need to hear how bad it was. Or if he said he liked it, like then I got to see it. So the buddy, I think sent me a little audio message like, buddy, I think I fucking liked it. And I was like, take it. <laughs> He'll start looking at movie times. As soon as I got to my car, before I even started the engine, I sent the buddy, the buddy little voice clip. Yeah, and I, I was like, oh, and then I, that's when I went on Cinemark app and bought, paid the fucking fee. And paid, Why not just Fandango? There's still fees on there, ain't it? Yeah, but I don't know. It was $1.75. So it, it ended up being, 
I was ten fifty, my daughter was nine fifty, so it's twenty dollars. And then the stupid fee made it like twenty three fifty, and I was like, God damn it. My ticket was twelve because it was early bird, but it's also because it was XD. So it was a little, it was a couple extra bucks more, and then it went up to like fourteen even after tax or fee or whatever. But I, at the point, I was just like, you know what, I, it's a brand new movie, I just want to secure my seat, so I just did it, and uh, that's why I did it too. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. Because well, you were even going on a worst day, a Saturday at like noon. Yeah, but it, the theater was, it was empty. It was pretty good. I should have screenshot it where I got my seats. I mean, I, I, I guess was in. People uh, are still kind of, a number of people are still kind of hesitant to go to the theater. Yeah, Probably. I mean, it's gonna be a pain in the ass, but I'm gonna be going and seeing Spider-Man as soon as I can, so that that might be a little packy poo. I don't know when I'm I, gonna. I gotta see it though. I gotta see. What? Uh, granted, we're gonna see spoilers no matter what because of bullshit Twitter and. I don't care about spoilers. Media. To be honest. I feel, I know you don't, but like I still want to like see it, you know. I thought you you were the one who usually didn't care, but I did. I, and now I just at the point where I don't care, especially about the Marvel stuff. I don't care about spoilers. I do, I know, but I I need I I do care if Toby shows up. That's what I need. Can you imagine if he doesn't show up? Yeah, I caught I, the I end a, of. Uh, I, read a, okay. I read a thing where the uh, the actor who played uh, the uh, what was it with the Japanese Spider Man was like I I was not asked yeah. to be in the movie. I was like, God damn it! Yeah, well, you got they got to say now, buddy. Um, no, but it's just it's fucking funny. Like, God, oh, I know. Like, why would they want you in there, damn it? I saw, I caught the end of Spider-Man 3 on Cartoon Network. Um, but uh, it was all the bad stuff. It was like when uh, Eddie gets the suit. So it was like that last kind of fight, which is arguably probably one of the worst parts of the movie now in hindsight. Because they have like that report. The, re- the stuff with the reporters is kind of cringe. I was kind of cringing a little bit. Hey. <laughs> Usually I don't watch it that far, so like I always forget to. Well, like, that's just when I that's where I turn it on. Uh, uh, like they have the the random like, I don't know if she's Australian or British, but she's like, I can't believe what's happening, the brutality of it, and it's like, uh, why are you? Who are you? And it cuts to some other guy who has a little like a lazy eye. Who says this could be the end of Spider-Man. It's just kind of weird. It is a little bit. Um, but anyways, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So the opening scene. Um, is honestly all I thought we were going to see. It's clearly Egon, um, who's doing some kind of shit is going on, uh, in Oklahoma now where he lives because everyone's seen from the trailers. That's the story is Egon's family goes to his house where he's now deceased in the middle of nowhere. Um, what do you know? I know. And he's like, he's like driving in a truck racing to go, uh, what we learn is to go back to his house and he has something in a trap and something is chasing after him. And you you never see his face. You like you see like the side of his kind of jaw, um, and it's mostly just his body. But it's kind of you you understand that this is supposed to be Egon because I think at some point they show like his hair too. Yeah, you saw you saw kind of a side profile when he was standing by the the post, and it's like I see what they're, you saw like a hint of glasses. Like oh, okay, I, I know who this right. is supposed to be. Like that's they the extent got, of what I thought. Whoever, whoever they got, it was a pretty good build. It was a good uh, stand-in. Yeah. Just put like a little wig on him, puff it up. Yeah, not fucking bad. I was like, I was like, okay, like that's it's not bad. Yeah. And it looked like, and it looked like an older guy because you saw his hands real quick when he was doing something, and it looked like an older man's hands, not like old makeup. It looked like Superman too, and I was like, okay, it looks real. Like I appreciate that. Yeah, it is weird that the guy who 
who seems to be the in the best of shape, with the exception of Ernie Hudson, is the one who's dead. <laughs> we see when you see Ray and Bankman later, it's like, oh boy, they're old. But yeah, that age, especially buddy. especially but Bill yeah. Murray, to be honest, his neck is falling off. He, yeah, he's gotten bad since the last time I saw him, which I don't even remember the last last time I saw him might have been Zombieland Two, because we had still- a cameo or something. Oh, oh, yeah, did he? Oh, that's right, huh? That was when he, it was like he was being interviewed for like Garfield three. Garfield like, happened. No, but they had yeah, yeah. happened, beating people up. That was at the end credit scene, right? Yeah, mid, yeah, yeah mid credit scene or the very end of the movie. I don't, I don't remember what. But I like I wiped was, my brain of that movie because it was so bad. It was. It wasn't as great as the first. The first was <laughs> it like sure was model, and then the second one was. Oh, you're trying to recapture this? Yeah, uh, but they did the same beats in it. It's. Mm. They did. So. Yeah. Oof. I was bad on that movie when we reviewed it. <laughs> I was pretty rough on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it deserves it, honestly. It's it's hard to. I'm more cynical now with 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 movies. I mean, well, it's different because we've been we've been reviewing movies for years now. I never did that before. So I kind of look at them differently. So like, I'm not a professional reviewer by any fucking means, but because we're, I try, I look at them now through that kind of analytical eye sometimes that, uh, yeah, I'm a little rough on movies sometimes. The only thing we don't really review is like, Oh, like the cinematography, the shot of this, but we do review the, st- the fuck out of stories if they're bad. Yeah. I, and I do recognize like, when that's, I do recognize when that's the case because that's one of my favorite things about the movie Mandy, is the way it looks. Uh, oh. It's it's so cool. Um, ah! Ah! <laughs> there's like that shot where it's just like it just shows like the road and there's like two moons, and it's like whoa what the fuck and there's so much red and it's like it, I don't know it just really pops. Um, but uh, yeah, so Egon goes back to his house. He has some kind of elaborate thing that he's set up. And he sees this like invisible force approaching, and when it gets to his little dirt farm area, he hits a pedal and it activates something, but the power dies, and it doesn't work. So he he runs inside, and he's kind of he's realized his fate at this point. So he just hides his trap somewhere. We don't see where it is yet, and sits down in a little recliner, which is obviously again this this movie is kind of like a nostalgia bukkake because every Huh? Is that chair from the What? Was that chair from the original? Uh, I don't know if it was the exact chair, but that is reminiscent of the original movie when Dana Barrett was taken by one of the terror dogs. Um, uh, the same thing happens. He's just Egon sitting in a recliner. The smoke goes inside the chair and arms pop out from the sides. And that's exactly what happened to Dana Barrett. Except in, in Egon's case, in this, it kills him. Yeah, he had a heart attack. He was a little, yes. little older. Yeah, um, that is the uh, official cause of death. Um, and then we see uh, uh, his what's his daughter and his two grandkids, uh, played by Carrie Coon as the mom. And you got Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace, who is really the star of the movie, uh, who's playing Phoebe. Very surprised. Like, Buddy hates kids. So when it comes to, like, lead kids. I do. He's always usually like, uh. But I didn't hear a complaint. Well, so far, because you know, obviously we're reviewing it now. But I have not heard a besides one kid that we both fucking hated. We have not. I haven't heard a complaint from the buddy about like having the kids be like leads. There, there are some complaints. Really, it's mostly just one kid, and, and like he's, we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, 
I thought Finn Wolfhard was Finn Wolfhard's a good actor. Like I don't I don't ever dis I haven't disliked him in anything. He was in. You, you just hate the well. over You just hate the over hypeness of him because of the Stranger Things song. Like I, it's not even just him. It's just the fact that because of Stranger Things, kids are in everything. Like everything has to be, gotcha. like the kids. You know. Um, but at least in this, like, couple, like, he's a little, he's older, so we have a, well, he says he's older. Um, I don't know how old he actually was when they filmed this, because he looks like he's, like, 17, because he's pretty but tall. Everybody does that weird thing where it ages them faster, too, than normal. So it's like, uh, yeah, he could have been, like, because you see, like, in the Stranger Things, he still looked young, and then out of nowhere, he looked like this, and it's like, okay. <laughs> like, and the puberty, McKenna puberty is Grace... Good. What's weirder now, too, is because I've seen, like, a couple, like, recent, because they were doing promotion for the movie now, but this was supposed to come out last year, so really, they shot this, like, th- two and a half, three years ago, so all yeah. the kids are older now, so I don't even know how old, it says, okay, the main chick, McKenna Grace, is 15 now, so oh, wow. she was, she was probably 12 or 13 when they made it. You should probably unfollow her now on Instagram. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, she was older. You know, most of the time, actors are older than what they play. She looks older now. What else? Let me see what she was in. She was in the. She was in Independence Day Resurgence. She was the a, a daughter of somebody, I think. Or I, well, I, I she could be a daughter in a lot of these. Uh, <laughs> in 2017, she was in Amityville: The Awakening. I don't even know what that is. Probably straight to video. <laughs> yeah, I Tanya. She was young Tanya Harding. I actually kind of wanted to see that. I heard that was good. <clears throat> Um, Ready Player One. She was some elementary school kid, it says. Oh. Oh, she was young. Oh, I don't know why you remember. She was just, she didn't have a name. Yeah. Well, I don't, I'm saying, I don't remember seeing actual kids in that. Everything took place in the fucking... Oh, yeah. She was <laughs> in... <laughs> she was in Annabelle Comes Home and Captain Marvel. She was young Carol Danvers. That's, yeah, that's the only other credit that I... She I, was in Malignant. As who? Yep. Young Madison Lake. Oh, the sister. Yep. Oh, wow. Like the little flashback bits. Uh, well, where's her fucking Oscar? He, she actually is pretty good. I, th- I think she might have been, like, probably the... Her her and the mom, I actually really liked in this. Oh, wow. What what about the mom did you like? Her, I can kind of get because she's she didn't play, like, a kid. She was super smart, and I think... I think I, I don't know why, but I thought you would have liked that because then she's not a typical like dumb kid or like like or just like oh like these dumb people found the proton packs and like now they're heroes like that's never a good because they don't understand how it works they wouldn't know how to fix it but she's super fucking smart so she already kind of had an idea of it but what what about the moms you like, like I just realistic? liked how cynical I liked how cynical she was she was very realistic yeah where she was just like. That's- yeah, that's she, like legit. She's in a mom. shit position. Uh, her, she, you know, she really mad at her dad because he had, had an absent dad, and then he he sticks her with this shitty house. She just got evicted. She's just like, man, this fucking sucks. She's stuck with two kids. I don't know. I I like cynical humor, and that's sure. kind of what she provided. Uh, so I like that, and actually, I did like Paul Rudd in this. He was he wasn't like super. He wasn't as Paul Ruddy. Yeah, and it, he wasn't like a a, a lead, so he, he was put in there enough. There was only one part where I thought he was kind of Paul Reddy, and I was like, all right. And it was uh, later on in the movie, the way he ran to her is very like Paul Rudd-esque. 
and like yes. how he acted. Like that was the only part that was like, okay, now he's like Paul Rudd. Before he was like, oh, just some fucking teacher dude who's like a normal dude. So like I wasn't as bothered by him. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, they get the notice that that uh, her her dad died. So they go to Oklahoma. They get to the house and they walk in. And there's just like it's just fucking the house is tore down. Uh, not tore down, but like it's run down. Paints, there's paints all shitty. They go inside. There's like weird fucking numbers written on the goddamn like ceiling, and it's like what? There's just these books. Every it's just a mess. Um, and we got our first uh like cameo appearance. That did uh, by Annie Potts, who, which uh, I like that it was like subtle. She's only there for that scene. She's just kind of tiny little blue sense. Like she was the money manager for whatever money there was, and that I that's believable. That's a believable connection still there. Yeah, because she ran everything in the fucking uh, the firehouse, so why wouldn't she kind of, like, still help manage them in the later on, you know, right. with other endeavors? And she always really liked Egon. Um, yeah, I, I, the flashback, that, that kind of got me teary-eyed, too. Like, here's my coin. Like, no, just hold on that, to it. And I'm like, huh? That, <laughs> I've never see seen it. that. It, I've never seen that before. So when that, like, happened, because at the, the very final credit scene, they show, like, a, a deleted scene or something they didn't use from the original movie of... Uh, her, Janine, and Egon talking, and she like gives them a coin, and they like, they have a hug, and like I've never seen that, and that's the kind of shit that fucking mega pops me because this, this movie I've seen a million times, um, and there was some footage that they showed, uh, Jason and Ivan showed at some kind of convention a couple years ago, and I watched it, and I was just like my eyes are glued to the screen because I've never seen this, I've, I've you know a movie you love, it's your favorite movie ever as a kid has a big impact on you, and then you see things you've never seen. And they didn't even show this, so I was just like, "What the what the fuck is this?" Like, I was trying to figure out, did, did they like, is this CG? Like, no, this is real. This is footage. Yeah. Um, because he talked too, so it's like, yeah, that was that was real footage. I that thought was real footage. That was uh, because it looked like it was at the end after they were celebrating and everything at the end. So I thought, I just I didn't I didn't see the movie as many times as you did. So I didn't. I was like, oh, I must have missed that part. It could have been either before. The, I, th I think it was before they left to go to the final showdown. I think. Oh yeah, because he said I'm gonna come back, and then she's right, like, and he wasn't he wasn't like dirty yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, but right, still right there at the end. Um, maybe they thought like it would people would think too much that like, they're gonna hook up or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. for whatever reason they got rid of it, but uh, it's cool that they held stuff back because now they can just kind of put it out little little by little, and it's like whoa, I'm fucking 34 yeah. years old, I'm blown away. Um. One thing that, that's confusing, like when they get then they, when they actually pull up to Egon's place, they have the Revelation six twelve, which again was a bit another reference to the to the movie already. Um where it's like the you know, the the night will turn as black as sackcloth, that whole like thing of the judgment day. Yeah. There's a scene in the original where they're the Ray and Winston are in the car and they're talking about like the did you ever read the Bible and that's where Ray says that's Revelation six twelve. But in the in the original movie, he says Revelation seven twelve, but in this, it's retcon to six twelve, and Ray even has a tattoo that says six twelve. So, what, did they just have it wrong in the original? Is it actually six twelve? I'm assuming. It could. Yeah. yeah. They could have like you know we need to really correct. They just that. yeah. I'm assuming. Because some, some people will like fucking like oh my god I can't believe you got like like 
granted, there was no internet then, so probably now people aren't looking into it as hard, but there will be people like, hey, that's not the right verse. This is the verse. Like, like if John 316 is that, well, I think, walk through the valley, like, bit, where it's All like, right. what is, if someone said, like, John 318, and it's like, what the hell is this? Like, you know, this is not the right quote. What about Austin 316, buddy? Give him a hell yeah. This is, I just whipped your ass. That's right. What about Buddy 316? What would that be? I just ate ass. <laughs> well, is it you or me, buddy? Like, which I, buddy? I, I, it's interchangeable. We each have it's our own very, verses. Say it's very different. It's very true. Like, yours could be the eat ass. Mine's probably like, is it over yet? <laughs> Your life? Yeah. <laughs> that can also be a multitude of things. Exactly, but it, we know what it is for me. Oh, yeah. Um,. Oh, one thing else. 16 says I can't come. <laughs> Fucking episode title. <laughs> still like because it's just black screen. Oh yeah, and it's, it could be the writing. Who knows? We don't know Japanese. Yeah, you can't prove it's not. I mean, you could, yeah. but don't. But he can't come. <laughs> I I I laughed so hard when I was done because I was like, this has to make the buddy pop, and like you did mega pop, and I was like, oh, yes. I, I, buddy, how could I not? I know. <laughs> yeah, there's so many memes that episode because it's the final episode. I made me like the Millennium on Egg and I was cracking. I made me the the inconspicuous uh, Gabumon. Very <laughs> true. That, that was that was a good bit. Good episodes, buddy. What? Buddy, buddy say sikanai. That is the buddy can't come in Japanese. <laughs> Damn it, dude. I have it written in kanji too, buddy. If you want me to like give it to you. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, back to the opening scene when Egon actually dies in the chair. The PKE meter is under the chair, and once he dies, you can actually see it like turn on. So it's like, oh, ghost. Yeah, I got that bit because like he, you could tell he died, and you saw the spirit fly away back to the mountain, and yeah. then the camera cuts the the PKE, and then you see it light up, and I was like, oh fuck, he's there. Yeah, um, I, I enjoyed the use of uh, their old tech in this. Uh, the PKE meter was probably the most used thing. Uh, um, and then because that fucking other idiot, he used uh, uh, raised glasses a lot. Yeah, um, let's let's talk about cool, that yeah. now. Let's get to the let's get to the school thing. So they all show he, up. Yeah, he was introduced early. So the yeah. son the the son decides to get because it's during the summer. He's yeah. like sees this cute girl at like a, a Sonic-esque type place, which I think was Spangler's, which I did pop later on when things got destroyed. It said Sinners. Um, yeah. Uh, so he decides to get a job for the summer to, so he can be around her and talk to her. And then the, the girl, because she's a genius, she's like, I'm going to go to summer school. And uh, little does she know, it's not really summer school, buddy. It's just no. babysitting, really. Because she was very disappointed when uh, Paul Rudd, who was the teacher, when you see him the first time, uh, puts on Cujo. That mega pop because when he, I saw him holding a VHS. He's like, apparently the school only has VHS, and I recognize like, I was like, is that Cujo? And then he says, uh, we're gonna watch a, a classic film uh, called Cujo, and I fucking like mega popped. Um, and then uh, he puts the movie on, and I, and there's a bit where like there's an earthquake, um, and uh, Phoebe goes to the back, and he sees her, like he's like, hey, uh, what what you doing? And, he, and she goes are you a seismologist? And he's like, uh, yeah. Uh, how'd you know? She's like, those are 
seismology charge. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's kind of giving the lowdown, like, yeah, this, this town, it's like, there's not built on a fault line, there's no underground volcanic activity, yet it keeps shaking, like, every day, and I can't figure out what the fuck's going on. And they just kind of have a little back and forth. She uh, she said a joke that fucking mega popped me. Uh, about, like, her other jokes were corny, because she's very socially awkward. But she's, sure. oh, so he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I put things to triangulate, and then she's like, do you make a triangle? Or something like that. And then he goes, yeah, that's what triangle means. And she's like, oh, I thought you were being obtuse. And then she does, like, a most, like, slow, awkward wink, and it just mega popped me, because it was a very bad joke. And he was just like, oh, okay. You know what it reminds me of? Who, her? It rem- yeah, it reminds me of Tina Belcher. It was Bob's Burgers. She's, like, equally as Bob. awkward as Tina. Yeah, but she's not as, like, out there as Tina. No. Oh, um, my bad. Yeah, she's not as shy as Tina. She's just yeah. awkward. Right. Um, like, similar to how Egon was. Uh, yes. Okay. I'll take your word. Well, you saw the movie. I mean, you saw the movie. Like, e- Egon was his own... Like, he could talk, but he had his own way of speaking, and he was more analytical about things. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I didn't, I don't know that to a T, because I haven't watched it as many times as you have. No, I don't think anybody, I don't think a lot of people have. Um, I'll probably never catch up either, because you watch it but, whenever it's on. See, that never yeah. Broke. Oh, buddy, oh, I just, I watched <laughs> it, like, two days ago. I, I, that's what I flipped it on, too, and I'm like, all right, I'll watch it for a bit. Fuck yeah. Um... But uh, as she's in the class, she she meets this kid, and th- this is one of the problems with the movie. It's it, it he he wasn't he wasn't as bad as I was thinking he was going to be because he kind of stopped doing it after a little while. But she meets a kid who's just named Podcast. Get it? Because he does a podcast. Like he literally walks with a giant boom mic instead of just a phone, um, and a lot of really big equipment, uh. Like, I understand that if this was the 80s and if podcasts were in the 80s, there would be 100% a character in a movie named Podcast. I totally get it, but it still got me hot. If he would have just been like, oh, I'm Richie, but everyone calls me Podcast, I wouldn't have been as hot. It would have. We still don't know his name. No. And also, like, he said he named him himself that. I call myself podcast. He didn't yeah. say they call me like people call me podcast. So it's like, oh, you're yeah. you can't give yourself a nickname and go by that, you know? Right. Like I mean, we are the buddies, but we have names. Our our names are in the fucking universe name that we have. Yeah, I'm not going up to someone and being like, oh hey, I'm you know I'm Sarah. What's your <laughs> name? I'm TJU. I'm like, huh? <laughs> Could you imagine? It's like, why is that? Because I have a podcast called TJU. <laughs> she hears it like, oh, I'm gonna leave. Yeah, the red flag. Oh, 100%. If anything, the podcast is a positive on me. This is like therapy. Like, everything else in my life in me is a red flag. This isn't. Those those fucking, those things you got in a wall are red flags, majorly. My consoles? The Frozen. Uh, yeah, I have a daughter. That's, if I didn't have a daughter and I colored that in and hung it up, yeah, I got problems. It's you put them on the fridge, like you know. Buddy, I don't have a fucking fridge in my room. It's like the whole wall. <laughs> it's kid drawing. It was kind one of poster, <laughs> and one poster she colored. It's two things. I don't know, but I was in that room. I saw a lot of things. You think walls. every wall is legit frozen? I have. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking around my room right now. I got one frozen thing up that she colored. I took down the Elsa <laughs> poster, and that's it. 
It's just every time you send, you show me a picture, like on your room, I like see a or something. It's like I, and I just hate. But we're not here to talk about your room, buddy. Um, so, so, uh, yeah, she meets the kid. He's real annoying. He, he becomes a little less annoying, but then also still annoying, and that's something I would have changed. Um, uh, there's sort there's of a payoff one, with his podcast only, thing at the end. Yeah, there's only one part that really popped me though. I think after they, it might have been after they successfully got that ghost, he like awkwardly hugged her, and she was like, "Oh, it was just out of nowhere because he hugged someone else." Like yeah. that was the only time I kind of popped her. It was like, "Oh, that was funny." But other than that, he was a, a, a more than annoying character. Could have done without him. Uh, honestly, yeah. Like she um, needed a friend. I get. But he'd yeah. have to be, again, if he just had a name, I don't think I'd be as hot. Okay. The way he spoke a little bit got me hot because he was just like a girl, an outcast. Like, all right, people don't do that. But no, but that, because it's for the podcast, so that pops me off. Because if you listen to a lot of those podcasts, that is what they do. So like that shit did kind of pop me. No, I know, but I wouldn't go up to a person I don't know and say that like a stranger, oh, a loner. Yeah. I got a fucking target. Like, I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> That's true. There's a vetting process to get on our podcast. That'll work out for you, though. If I did that, I'd get arrested. I highly doubt it. I don't know, buddy. You're the yeah, buddy. I'm not some Casanova. You're white, and you got long hair. You know how many I'm girls an, like, like I'm an, that? Buddy, I'm an ugly man, all right? <sighs> buddy, you lost a lot of weight. You haven't really been out and about. So <sighs> I haven't lost enough. <sighs> haven't lost enough. <sighs> Is your... Never mind. <laughs> haven't lost enough, buddy. Um... So we're still I, in the beginning of this movie. I know. I think, uh, like, I think she's like in her room at night, and like a chessboard falls over. She picks it up and she puts all the pieces back down. But then she goes to sleep. When she wakes up, one of the pawns has moved. And I love how she didn't question it. She just well, she did, but she was like, "Huh?" And then she moved a piece and was like, "Okay." And then, and then we'll just yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I think now we're at the part that like just super mega pop me because it's so she leaves her school. She's at school and the kids are watching yet another film and it's uh-huh. fucking child's play. <laughs> like, yeah, I, that's, was that the bit where the mom was holding him and he's like, ah, and he bit her. Yeah. <laughs> you stupid bitch, you filthy slut. Uh, like I, I, I could not believe it that I was seeing something else I love in something I love, like, I didn't expect, because we're full in on Chucky, because Chucky has this major resurgence now. Like, the show is doing really well. Um, We're watching it. Yeah, we're watching it. We're enjoying it. The last episode was was probably the best one yet of the the season. Um, And I just was not expecting it to see in a Ghostbusters movie on a Friday morning. So I mega pop. I picked up my phone. I texted the buddy E-fucking-immediately how majorly I popped. And I thought it was uh, something else that I'll, I'll say later on. I thought it, yeah. I, it was either the Chucky or it was what I thought later on. And uh, uh, we'll explain when you get to that. Yeah. Um, is this the bit where they, she brings in the trap that she had found, that she found the trap, like, in the floor? Or is that later? The, uh, there are so many – the pacing of it was a little awkward, and it showed, like, what he was doing and, and other stuff. So I'm not too sure. Uh I don't know because I think did the bit happen with him visiting the uh, the mining shaft with that girl first, or was I think that we after did see was released. I think we because remember they heard something and saw something. So like I think did that spirit get put back 
already by then? I think uh, I think maybe it did, or there is like that well of spirits later on that we see. It could have just been that that they were seeing. But right. uh, so either way, he's like you know hanging out with that girl finally, and they <laughs> go up to like uh, the top of the mountain, which used to be uh, where they mine stuff before they shut down production. And go ahead. When when they're pulling up, when they're crossing the bridge to the mountain, you see Shandor mining, which was like pop me because uh, Shandor refers to Evo Shandor, who in the original film designed the Dana Barrett department building, which was the antenna for spiritual turbulence. Um, and also, Evo Shandor was also a big part of Ghostbusters the video game. Um, oh, I just reinstalled yes. that. Gotta play it. I also need to replay that again. Um, uh, obviously the game isn't canon anymore because they had Shandor in this and I don't know, but I never figured the game would be canon, but it, in in essence, the game really is, it, it was, it's the Ghostbusters three. If we had gotten a Ghostbusters three in like 1993 or 1992, like he said, like how he wanted, right. That's the movie we should have gotten at the time. This is, oh, this is the Ghostbusters three. That is probably the best we can get now. Yes. Especially again, after after doing what they did, it, it couldn't have been done any fucking better. Yeah. Because it's a good way to have him, but yet not completely exclude him. Because it's like, he's one of the fucking pillars. He's one of the main four, you know? Yeah. God like, try, try try, teaching history without George Washington. Then you, all of a sudden, Amer- one day, just America just became America. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think schools are trying to do that now. Yeah, because he owns slaves. Everybody up until, yeah. like, fucking... Lincoln owned slaves, goddammit. Like, you can't erase history. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Them too. Let's uh, so let's over Hawaiian barbecue coming up. Oh, fuck yeah. Buddy, you loco mocha? A little chicken katsu. Oh, classic. Um, I had a quesadilla burger at Applebee's when I was working. God, those are oily. It sure was. Uh, <laughs> they not sure as, they not really as, are. Not as bad as Friday when I decided to eat from a little taco truck at one of this ta- uh, one of these uh, little markets I was delivering to. Uh, the next stop was a Walgreens, and I shit my brains out in Walgreens. Yeah, the buddy has some serious digestive problems. It that it's the oil from the cheese. It was it had a lot of cheese, and I could tell. Like I thought maybe I could make it to when I got off, or at least back to the warehouse. But we got there, and my stomach was immediately like, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> shit my brain and then fucking the dude was laughing his ass like he had a burrito which it didn't make him feel too good but he didn't have to shit but i was like dude that fucking cheese and he started laughing yeah the buddy te- is that when you texted me when i was in the movie that you were shitting your brains out yeah i was like i'm shitting my brains out in walgreens right now yeah i i couldn't fully look at that because i was watching the end of the movie oh yeah buddy it's the best part so then um so yeah he sees that going on and then she went back and saw that another chess piece moved so she moved one and then she saw in person, it moved, and she's like, what? So she took the pawn, and then he took the horse and, like, fucking flicked the fuck out of her pawn. And she was, she's like, oh, he's an angry ghost. And I think she heard the PK meter, so she grabbed it, and then she followed him down the stairs to where the chair was. And, like, she was standing above it, but then she, like, turned. I think she heard something, but the chair swooped, uh, got her, spun her around, and then that's when she saw, like, the puzzle below. And so then she... In the previews, you see it where she's like shifting some shit around, and then she pulls out a trap. 
And so she grabbed it. She takes it to school to show podcasts, and he's all like, whoa. And they're pushing buttons on it. And then fucking Paul Rudd sees from the room, which they're playing another movie, which I fucking forgot what it was. But all he does is play movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. That, that's what pops me. Because he even said the first day after, before the Kudra shit, he's like, I don't want to be here. You don't want to be here. Like, you know, because he's doing other shit in the other room that he cares about rather than teaching, like, summer school. Yep. So it was funny when he first said that, and you saw, like, the just the shit drained from her face. Like, oh, we're not learning? Like, <laughs> that, that kind of popped me. Yeah. Uh, so he walks over, and he's like, whoa, that's a cool uh, replica you got there. And then they're like, a replica of, like, what? And he's like, you don't know Ghost Trap? He's like, the 80s in New York was like, I forgot what it's something, you know, with ghosts and shit. And they're like, oh. And then he, like, was holding it, and he saw, like, a spirit come out and then go back in. And he's like, it's real? He, like, dropped it and was like, it's real? And so then this this whole movie could have been avoided if he didn't want to open it. Like, <laughs> buddy, you gotta that's, open what, it. Buddy, that's what set everything in fucking motion, dude. So... He goes outside to hook up, like, a battery, uh, like, you know, uh, jumper cables up to it, to the bus. Podcast starts the bus. He's like, I always wanted to do this, and, like, stepped on it, and it didn't open. He's like, what the hell? So he tried it again and again, and then he went up there and touched it, and then it blasted open, which was one of those dog things, right? Yeah. And it, like, just, like, raw, and it fucking flew past the bus, blasting windows, and headed straight for the fucking mountain. And then... uh they're like freaking out. He gets up and he's like, "All right, let's go." And they're like, "What? Like, like you're the adult?" He's like, "Yeah, no, I'm liable." And he like, everything <laughs> like got the shit and left. And uh, buddy, that's when all hell starts to break loose. Because I think, uh, oh, earlier in the movie, I think podcast took her there. The Grace McKenna. Uh, what was her name in the movie? Phoebe. Phoebe. He took Phoebe there and like explained like the door they found and like they stopped because miners were like killing themselves and this and that. And, uh, you see like the drawing on the wall, like you see like a staircase up to something and then you see like two dogs. And so they were going through like some occult books and that's when she recognized like the monster or no, was it him? It was somebody. And they're like, Hey, this was what we saw fly to that thing. Right. And they're reading about like the gatekeeper and the key master and how they need to be together to bring back Gozer. Cause I think, the kid said when they were looking down the thing, he thought they he heard like Gozer or something like that, the name or Zool or something like that. Now that we're talking about it, I I bet there's a fucking part that mega popped you. What do you mean later on? Yeah, when a certain when when we see who the new gatekeeper is, when she thinks somebody is the keymaster, somebody oh. young. <laughs> and then it did kind of, kind of pop me real quick. I I like, figured. Huh? And he's like, uh. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, but yeah, no, when she fucking, uh, Chris Angel's into that dress, I was like, oh, damn, she hella pretty. Like, she looked good in that dress. And it wasn't even, like, a super sexy dress. It was just, like, some gold, like, extravagant kind of looking dress. Oh, because you know that's, I mean? yeah, that's what, it, it, in again, in the original, because, again, I'll, I'll, I recognize that. That's what this movie was, a lot of that in this movie. Um, that, That's what Dana Barrett was wearing and when she was possessed so they have to recreate it somewhat i don't remember her actually having a dress like that on i just remember then her and rick moranis meeting and then like banging in the fucking apartment yeah it, it's weird because rick moranis is wearing the same clothes but yeah. she's in like this faint it's like a red sequined like it doesn't look like a dress it's more like a it's just like a piece of cloth that's just kind of hanging on her 
I mean, look at Paul Rudd. He still had his stupid shorts and boots and ripped shirt on. Like, yeah, exactly. They made him look like a why, dude just like Rick. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. I don't know why the. Uh, I don't know why the key master has to look like that. Like gay. I don't know. Has to be the one. Well, they just. I mean, they originally did it because it's Rick Moranis and it's funny when he's bumbling, you know, like an idiot. So that's why he was still that way. Um, but but uh, he invented fucking shrink tech. He's the original Hank Pym. God damn it. What? Yeah. He also invented uh, blowing up tech because he blew he up his sure kid. Did. Yeah, and then he shrunk kid himself. Giant kid. Yeah, played the, big, played the big guitar from the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah, and then he <laughs> got shocked and started crying. Put his brother and his girlfriend in his little pocket. <clears throat> and they blew up the mom. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. Reminiscent yep. of tall woman. Yep. Like, it's okay. She, like, held him, and he's like, hey, and then fucking, uh, they, they shrunk him back down. And yep. she's like, come on, Ray, I trust, or, not, yeah, no, his name was, uh, fuck. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. That was Ray. Bastion. So, can you imagine? <laughs> uh, Maybe. When I was with my lesbian ex, we were going to name our kid Sebastian. This is, this is before she became a lesbian, so. That's so sad. It was going to be a Sebastian James Rios. We both agreed on that. If it was a boy. I, yeah, that's why she ran. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then. Damn it. Everything you bring up is so sad. <laughs> Fuck. And then. Uh, so it got out and then. It possessed Paul Rudd first. So we have that whole Walmart bit. That's so the that dog, okay. The dog thing comes to life and it's looking. Well, I don't know. It wasn't. It was eating, but I guess it's looking for a host. So Paul Rudd went shopping after his date with. Okay, so how? Oh my God, there's okay. There's a lot we're missing now. Oh no. So yeah, I know. She found the proton pack because she she followed the PKE meter and it, and it led him. He led her to like an underground workshop he had, which she found the fucking proton pack and he helped her fix it. And then, so her and podcast went to go try it out, and she obliterated like this fucking couch and bottles and shit. And then they heard something going on, so they went to go uh, uh, figure find out. And buddy, they found Muncher, uh, who I sent the buddy a little picture poo, and apparently made him hot when I because I made myself <laughs> Muncher. Yeah. <laughs> so then he flies away, and just as they're like. Coming back to the house, uh, what's his face? Uh, Finn Wolfhard, whatever. I don't know his name in the movie, but he got the car working with the help of the grandpa because you see the little wires twist and go back in place. Um, and so he got the car working. So they all drive because I think they said they needed help. They got they got to hunt them. And so that's when we have the whole chase bit that you've seen in the uh, the preview. So what did the buddy think of that little action sequence and like the gunner seat and the little RC car? Uh, like the gunner seat in the RC car and stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't mind because like the real Ghostbusters did a whole bunch. The cartoon did a whole bunch of crazy stuff with like the car. Like they had like the Ecto two was like a stupid little helicopter. That like, yeah. So they had all kinds of stuff. And there's actually a reference. I don't know if it was in just. I don't know if it was also in real Ghostbusters or just like it was a toy. But the eyeball ghost. Like you see like a big eyeball pop out of a store and like the rest of the body kind of follows it. That was a toy. Oh, really? Um, and it was probably also in real Ghostbusters, because a lot of those toys come from that show. Yeah. So there were references to that, too. And, uh, oh, 
I'm all I'm I'm a huge fan of real Ghostbusters as well, which they're putting all the episodes like on YouTube. They're doing like one episode every weekend. So there's a whole bunch. If you want to if you anybody out there wants to go check that out, go to the U- Ghostbusters uh, YouTube and they're all there. It's, same with extreme Ghostbusters. They're putting them up. Um, buddy Busters. God, it's I mean, it's it's dated. It's it's 80s as fuck. But uh, I, I don't know. I really I watched the fuck out of it. Um. So, yeah, so he was trying to get back to the uh, the mountain, and then I think they ended up catching him. Or no, he got away that time? Or no, they caught him that, I don't know. But they kept, they kept, yeah, It's like, they, they don't catch him in the town, but they do catch him when they get back to the mountain. But you were asking okay. me what I felt about, like, that scene. I actually, that's probably my favorite scene in the movie, just because they actually finally got to use the car in an action scene. Hmm. Because they had never done that. The car was always, it always just got them from point A to point B. But in this one, it was an active part of a chase. And it, they did that a lot in the cartoon. So I I hope if they do make more, they have more, like, chasings. That they actively use Ecto-1 a little bit more. Yeah, I think it was hauling ass. And they're like, it's a Cadillac. And he just, like, fucking stepped in the gas and it took off. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Because that like, car is so iconic, it's just fucking awesome to see it fucking peeling out and taking off and in an active chase. Like, I I really enjoyed that. It sure did, too. Wish the I siren was he... on. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Wish the, yeah. Yeah, I wish the siren was on. It yeah. was on a couple times. and it did Later up. on. Yeah. When yeah. they when they left the police station, they turn it on and it fucking yes. flips in the corner like, and it's like, yeah, oh, which fuck. that is, I, that is my morning alarm, the 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 siren. Yeah, it wakes me <laughs> up real quick. Um, so they they got away, but they get arrested because they caused like a lot of property damage and speed. They sure, and yeah, typical Ghostbusters move. Yeah, so the mom and Paul Rudd show up and they're like, you know, like, well, it's like you know. She's trying to like, like, what do you guys do in this match? She's yelling at them. They get out, but she wants the, the thing back. Like they need a trap and the stuff back. And he's like, no, it stays with me. So she grabbed the fucking proton thing and aimed it at him. The mom had to be like, yeah, I was like, holy shit. The fucking sheriff had his hand on his gun. He's going to fucking pull his gun on the kid. I think we find out she's like 12. So she's yeah. sixth grade-ish, and then the kid, we find out later on, is actually 15, not 17. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, he's about to blast a fucking 12-year-old, dude. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, okay, so when they're in prison, here, here's a part where, this was like, I could have done without this, but they're in the jail, and Phoebe says to the sheriff, like, who is the, the, the crush, the crush's dad, the chick from the store, the food yeah. place. Um, like, hey, well, don't we get a phone call? And the sheriff's like, all right. And you know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Are you gonna call? It's like, oh, all right. Yeah. Um, but she she calls the number, and they're replaying like the old commercial from the first movie when she's typing it. It's the Ghostbusters hotline number from the movie, like their old their actual official HQ line, which has now yeah. been retrofitted to be the number for Ray's Occult Books, which is one of the only like Ghostbusters two references that we get in this movie. Uh, why? Uh, I because well, he had the books. He got the raise a cult was from Ghostbusters too. When uh, when Ghostbusters went under their company, uh, and so he had the bookstore in the second movie, and that's like the oh, only okay. reference that I can recall really. But um, yeah, she starts talking to him, and he and he just kind of talks. She's asking about like the Ghostbusters and stuff, and he's telling her, you know, oh Egon left and took all of our stuff. There's a couple like inconsistencies here because at one point like 
Ray said, well, first he says Egon Spangler can rot in hell. When I was like, ooh, Jesus. Um, and he said, yeah, he took all of our equipment, took Ecto. But then later on at the end of the movie, there's, there's more than, there's a bunch of, everyone has a proton pack. So it's like, well, where'd those come from? Um, there's another bit too, where he, in this, during this phone call, he says that the firehouse, they lost it. It's now a Starbucks. But then in the end credit scene, you see the firehouse. Like, that's not a Starbucks. Maybe that's what they told him. I, I don't know. You know maybe, I mean? or is, maybe it was just like a, a piece of dialogue that he threw in. And later on, they were like, you know, maybe we want to, maybe we want to plant the seed for a sequel. So let's just have the firehouse. <laughs> It could be. They could have done that, all that shit. Yeah, like you said, the movie was supposed to come out last year, so they could have had yeah. all that shit done. And then done a while. They had positive reviews. So they're like, hey, let's add this. And so they just didn't think to like. I mean, there's a bit it. later, like where they're talking about, like they're going over all these premonitions, like of what year the stuff's going to happen. And you you know, at one point it said 2020 because the movie used to be called Ghostbusters 2020 or whatever. But obviously it was probably digitally changed to 2021 because it didn't come out until this year. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So they the phone call and she drops that she's Egon's granddaughter, and he's like, "What?" And then the sheriff comes by and hangs up the phone. I also um, mega pop when he first saw the sheriff because I was like, "Oh fuck yeah, shocker!" Oh god damn it! I knew I I knew I'd see him in tons of shit, but I didn't click with me that shocker. Yeah, but he's a shocker in Spider-Man: uh, Homecoming. Yeah, they killed Herman Schultz right away. The real shocker. I know, buddy. Well, Herman Schultz, fucking klutz anyway. Well, yeah, but he's shocked. When I think of Shocker, I think of him in the pillowy outfit. Yeah. Shocker! You can escape me! <laughs> so um, good. <laughs> bring that back. You brought back X-Men. Now bring... I want to see where the fuck Mary Jane is. That show never got a real ending, and it pisses me off. God damn it. Hey, uh... Oh, shit, I just had it in my head. That's God. Uh, it happens. It, it happens a lot with me. Uh, but we left off with her pulling the fucking proton, the the neutrona wand on the sheriff, and then they leave. Oh yeah, Herman Schultz. Did you ever watch Upgrade? <laughs> Goddammit. I've not. Still. Damn it, dude. It's because it's him. The original Shocker is in that movie. Like. Oh okay. Dude, that end had me thinking for days. I was just like, fuck. I'll I'll eventually do it. It's again. I'm not like opposed to watching. I just haven't. I know. We watched a lot than I... this weekend. I you sure did. Uh, yeah, I sure old shows. yeah, yeah. We'll get to those eventually. And uh, two movies. I watched the Ghostbusters and Jungle Cruise. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta watch that. It's on Disney Plus, so I gotta. You really, it but you really don't. If you've uh, seen The Mummy, if you've seen National Treasure, you've seen Jungle Cruise. Oh, then fuck yeah. Uh, it's this. Yeah, it's it's what you expect. It's whatever. Yeah, I, just, I really want you to watch Upgrade. I want to talk about. There's it. my I review. Think, God damn it! I've been Jungle Cruise. I've been holding it in for a long time. I know. Um, yeah, so then they, they they get taken home. The fucking mom yells at them. Uh, they have a moment because I think that's when she like told her that like you know he he walked out on us like you know he didn't care for us and this and that and it makes her cry the daughter and then she like runs away and then uh, I'm trying to remember what happened after that. Uh, Is this where people started getting possessed? Like, I think I think that so okay Sony being Sony. Uh, they insert product placement in a way it's completely obvious. Like we see the, we see the shot of Paul Rudd. Cause they just had a, he had a date with the mom. Um, and they're leaving the day. He gets, he's got a little sweet tooth after the date. Cause he walks into a Walmart again. He could have just been in an aisle 
You didn't yeah. have to show the outside, but the fuck, it shows the big Walmart sign on the on the side of the building, and I was like, okay. Um, and he's walking through the aisle, which is the cleanest and most barren Walmart I've ever seen. There's nobody in this place. Um, his car is the only car in the parking lot, and again, cleaner than I've ever seen. He goes uh, to an ice cream aisle. And he opens the thing, and oh, Baskin Robbins! You got to keep the camera on Baskin Robbins for a while because they're paying to be in this. Um, and then he walks in another aisle, and he's looking at like cake mix or so he's, I don't he, I don't know why he's got so much fucking sweet tooth. The, the ice cream and cake. I guess. He was grabbing like a topping to put on the ice cream. I, I don't know if it was like that, you know, that magic hard shell or whatever. He was grabbing some type of like syrup to put on. But this uh, yeah. is where I thought the buddy might have mega pop because he grabbed it, looked at it. And he like smiled and was like blue velvet. And I was like, is that what the buddy popped at? Because it's like a Lynch <laughs> reference. Because I've never, it's always red velvet. You know what I mean? Because like red velvet yeah, ice cream, red velvet cake. So he said blue velvet. So I was like, is, is that what the buddy popped at? But he said it was the Chucky. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was okay. definitely Chucky. I, um, buddy, if he had fucking like, was looking through a DVD section and it's like Lost Highway, like that would have popped me. God damn it! Or if he's like, I don't even get home so I can see who killed Laura Palmer. Oh my! Can you can you imagine <laughs> if they had a child's play? What if he's just like watching Fire Walk with me? God, like, he, I would lose God, my mind. God damn it! Like, yeah, if he was okay. I was like, you can't show that in school. There's no, yeah, like no, he's just like watching it or whatever. Um, I I I, I would have thought like, did I secretly write this and I forget? <laughs> you know, everything is, is somebody watching The Giver too at some point. Are the kids going to be playing Mortal Kombat? All right, that's too far. I know, but I just... I'm just saying, I was, there was some random Netflix TV show that was on called Trinkets, and they were playing KI, and I was like, huh? Uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. God damn it. Um, so, so, yeah, yeah like, he, all, all the he, product placement in this. Yeah, and then he hears something and sees, like, a little marshmallow pop out, and it's a little fucking uh, Stay Puff guy, and he's like, what? And he comes yeah. out like hi and he like pokes him and he's like hi and then he wouldn't go poke him again he bit him he's like ow and then he fucking other ones start popping out and they're fucking i did pop in all the ways like one of them just walked into an open grill and melted the other one stabbed two other ones and held them over the fire i'll pop it and all that dumb shit yeah like it's it was funny what like they were doing to each other and this was like one of the first clips we actually saw this movie and this was when i when i saw it i was that's what made me like worried because I really didn't – it was just – it was weird because the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was the manifestation of Gozer. It was Gozer. So what are these? And I don't – I don't know. It was just kind of weird. It felt like something out of the Minions, you know? Some of the – some of the yeah, because, like, were they possessed? Like, did something make them come alive? Because, yeah, there's no explanation of what happened to them. It wasn't like there was a surge and, like, things started, like – being poltergeisted around it, no. it did kind of it would it, it didn't explain that but then as he's going to leave he sees like this giant dog thing eating out of a bag and then uh he like throws his thing at it when it notices him because one of the uh one of the fucking stay puff people ran into like his leg caught making noise and so oh, yeah. he ran made it all the way to his car it jumps on the the hood <laughs> of the car and i'm sad to admit that i popped at this because while it was sitting there looking at him like all the weight the fucking tires popped, and so you just like, and that popped me, and I was like, oh, damn it. What? And then I think, like, what? Well, see, what what really popped me about it is that when he sees the the terror dog the first time, it's actually real. It's a it, they made a a thing. They made a dog like little prop puppet oh. thing. Uh, in in that bit where it's sitting on the ground, you could tell yeah. it's real. 
Um, obviously, when it's running and moving, it's it's not. But when he's when he's on the car, it, it's real again. So I appreciate that they made a thing because in the in the again the movie, it is a real thing. And when it's moving around, it's stop motion. Yeah. Uh, so um, that popped me because that was my first thought. Because we had again the fucking little Stay Puft guys. I was just like. They kept showing new bits that they were doing. I was like, wow, this is still going on. Um, and then we saw the dog, and I was like, oh, thank God. It's actually a real puppet. <laughs> they did something. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, 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 like, swipes the door off or the, the roof off or something like that and then, like, attacks him. And you're like, oh, no, he died. But, like, I forgot, you know. Because <laughs> the first uh-huh. time. So he popped up later on, and I was like, oh, yeah. Because then yeah. Uh, at some point, I don't know if it was after this or before, uh, they all decide like, oh, like I know what, because then the other one started. The girl and the boy started believing in them, and that's when they were like, you know, we gotta. I know where we can go, and that's when they decided to go down the mine shaft, and that's where they find like the well and uh, the statues and the the uh, um, years that the buddy was talking about, like etched yeah. along the uh, stone, and then all of a sudden they start hearing something. And she's like looking down the shaft and she's hearing like noises, like talking things. And then she wouldn't move. So then the brother tackles her to stop to get her out of the way. But then out of nowhere, the ground starts shaking and you hear like a power up and then a, uh, a shot. And you see that there's what two, four, six, like six ecto guns pointed at the stream, hitting it, stopping it from rising up. And then it eventually goes back down. Then it powers off. And then immediately I pop because I was like, oh, fuck, that's the cause of the earthquakes every day. Because he set up uh, Egon set up this whole thing to keep that fucking like down, like fighting it. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, and then during that or right before that. Yeah, right before that, uh, that podcast fuck found a glass sarcophagus with uh, with Ivo Sharpton. God damn it. Evo Shandor. Evo Shandor uh, laying in there, who, which the most random uh, cameo award goes to J.K. Simmons. Which I did not know it was him until he was out of it. I thought it was him. I was like, is that fucking him? Because when it started to rise, he started waking up and it scared the shit out of podcasts. And that's when I was like, that's fucking J.K. Simmons. And then uh, when it went back down, he went back to sleep. And it was like, Jesus Christ. So then they left. And then um, later on, uh, how did the second dog get out? Was the second dog already out and about? The the yeah, the second dog was already it was stuck in the um, it was probably just in the mountain. And once once shit started like hitting the fan, when the time has come, it uh, <laughs> sought out its host. Yeah, because then the. The mom was messing around with the PK meter and noticed it turned on. So she followed it. Same thing to the base down below, which she was like, she's like, still couldn't believe like he was still into this shit. Like, oh, my God. But then the lamp came to life again. The one that helped the the young girl, uh, Phoebe. And she saw like a picture of like her on his desk. And then the light shone to wall. And then she walked over the wall and like saw that he was basically like watching her grow up with like the pictures and like articles and things that she did. And then I, I, I was like, Oh, that's sweet. Cause I have a daughter. So like that hit me. I was like, fuck yeah, you never stopped being a dad. And then, uh, right as she, like, you can see that love coming back for him. You uh, see that cloud of fucking smoke come in. And as she turns around and there's a fucking dog. The hell was that? <laughs> I'm saying to you on Twitter. Oh no. 
I'll get your reaction. Oh, God, Jesus. That's pretty good. God damn it, dude. That dude in the middle always fucking, I've seen him before where people are like, yeah, people are like, oh, you win that race? You know, it's like, God damn it. It's just, I sent him a video of a bunch of dudes dressed up like Dom Toretto just saying the word family. Like they're practicing saying it, like family, yeah, family. And it's like, God damn it. Uh, Also, to point out another Easter egg, I think it's, I think when uh, Phoebe finds the little Egon's old basement, she sees the outfits. She digs in Ian Spangler's like pocket and the old jumpsuit and pulls out a crunch bar. It's another reference to the first movie when Vinkman just like gives Egon a crunch bar. So I assume it's not the same crunch bar. I assume he just likes crunch bars. So he always has one on him and he, I don't uh, know, uh, whatever. It's just, Hey, remember this? Another one. Yeah. So I, I figured it was a, uh, it's it something callback. Yeah. But I, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> and then, um, so she gets taken. That's when she goes off and like, she turns into the dress and you see Paul Rudd waiting on a rock with like a flower in his ear. And we got to talk about her in podcast. Hang on. Oh, yes. Oh, my bad. So they came <laughs> back. After they figured found all that shit out, they came back to the house. And she's sitting in the chair saying something to her. Like, there is no – they said mom. And then I, there's no mom. There's only Zool. Yeah. There's something like that. And so they're like, mom, are you all right? Hello. And then they're like – Zool is the name of one of the terror dogs. And Vince Clortho is the name of the key master terror dog. That's right. I, I, didn't, I didn't even know they had names, in all honesty. They do, yeah. Um, and so – well, why would yeah, because you haven't seen the original Hell of Times? Yeah, I, I, well, even the one time I did watch it, I, didn't, I thought they were just Gatekeeper and uh, uh, Keymaster. I didn't know they actually had names. Yeah, I didn't know that was the roles. I thought that was their yeah. Roles. It, in the in the first one, when like they have Rick Moranis at the Ghostbusters station with like, a little helmet thing on, which they brought the podcast found that too and put it on. He goes, "I'm Vince Clortho, Keymaster of Gozer." Yeah, that's right. God damn it. Yeah. I'm the Keymaster. You the Gatekeeper? Um, <laughs> Do you want some coffee? Do I want some coffee? Egon says, yes, have some. So he goes, yes, have some. But I can quote this movie. How have we not done a thespians on this? Because uh, I don't want to. Um, and then... Uh, buddy! <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of it, too, so much of it was ad-libbed. I found, like, a script, and, like, this isn't the movie. <laughs> Every script I find, that they, they don't ever use... No one just gives me a straight-up, nicely-printed transcript. I have to fucking hunt for this shit. Or type it yourself. I had to type it myself, which I had to do with Mortal Kombat. Uh... God damn it! I did. I did with some Spider Man. I definitely did. Yeah, that, yeah, that one is a problem because you kept finding yeah. a script that's like that's not right. Like they didn't, they didn't use this one. Fuck. Yeah, it was like draft, yeah, it was like draft one and draft two, and you're like, fuck. And yeah, it's really annoying. Yeah. So then she looks at podcast and like grabs his cheek and is like, "Are you the key master?" And like rubs his face and he's like, "What's going on?" And I think one of them's like, "Mom." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it did pop me. And then. uh Oh, fuck, something happened, and then she ended up jumping out the fucking window, just hauling ass away, and it was like, Jesus Christ, and they're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then they, down below is, earlier on, she found, like, a little model of his house and everything, so she got what he was trying to do the first time, and so they're like, all right, this is what we have to do, they came up with a plan, and then, um, so sh- that's when they meet, and then he gives her the flower, she bites it off, and then they start fucking. And then, um, or it was implied. And then, uh, they... They actually say it this time. because if, if In the original movie, you didn't understand 
exactly what was happening between the keymaster and the gatekeeper, they have to fuck in order to open the gate for Gozer. Yeah, the key has to go in the keyhole, you know? That makes Quite sense. literally, yes. Uh, this one, they're much more explicit about it. Uh, they, yeah, and they I have a daughter with so I'm like, basically, stupid. yeah, they basically just said everything but, like, we're fucking. It was like, yeah, they have to have, you know, and I was like, Jesus. Yeah. And then, um, so they come up with the plan. They follow them up there, which they had already made coitus. So they're walking up. Uh, it, like, opened up the... Uh, Inside of the cavern, like, you see the fucking, like, in the first one, there's, like, the stairs, there's a throne, uh, pillars shoot up, they go stand on the pillars, they turn into the terror dogs, and they're just sitting there, and then fucking, uh, what was it, Olivia Wilde comes out? Yeah, Olivia Wilde is playing Gozer in this. Which, I was, at first, I was like, oh, they got someone who actually kind of looks like her, but she had, like, thicker thighs, like, uh, Olivia Wilde's yeah, a little been. curvier than the other chick. But well, the other the chick face... was like a Romanian gymnast in the in the first movie. She wasn't an actor. Oh, that makes sense. But it's someone else like, doing the voice. But she had like a jaw like her, and I was like, oh, she kind of looks like her. And then it, it kind of got closer, and I was like, is that Olivia Wilde? <laughs> it was like, that's the second random-ass cameo. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this. Yeah, um, and then she walks up, and she starts saying her, like, jokes again. And it's like, Jesus. But uh, what about, what, about what, what did she do to Evo Shandor, buddy? Oh, that did happen first. So he wakes yeah. up out of the glass when everything erupts, and she comes, and he's like, I spent my whole life, like, dedicating this for you. And then she just grabs his head and splits him in half. And I was like, oh. Like, <laughs> Pretty good. the quickest fucking cameo ever. And then he's, like, yep. dead. And uh, <laughs> that's when she sits down. So she's distracting <clears throat> Gozer while, I think, Podcast drives a little car up underneath the terror dog. And yeah. so that's when Gozer like, needs both. Yeah, so that's minions. when it's like that's when it like he opens it, it sucks in the dog, which I think leaves the, the mom. mom. And yeah. so she's there <clears throat> and then she starts kind of losing her power. Like she turns into more spirit than she does like a person like she was. She can't fully manifest. Yeah. So then they he pulls up in the car real quick, they get in, they haul ass away while the other dog chases, so another car action scene, which I'm sure kind of made the buddy happy. And the siren's on, so I, yes. Um, <laughs> they lead it me. back to the house because they realize what the grandfather was trying to do. <clears throat> so they're going to recreate it. They're fucking waiting as she comes walking out of the cornfield. Um, and then she gets into the field, and they're like, do it! And then again, the power fails again, which... Made me hot, but they don't know that it failed that first time, so they wouldn't have known, you know? Right, yeah. But it made me hot, because it's like, fuck, again? And then, um, so, they did what they could. The girl comes out of the, or no, she came out of the house, the black girl, and then she fired first. And then, Finn was in the gunner seat, I think he fired, and then I think Phoebe fired. And then that's when they tried to set the trap, but it wouldn't work. And then, she, like, kind of fought back. And then all of a sudden, before she could like, I think hurt the black girl, which again I forgot her name. They, uh, you hear a voice, and then here come in. Oh, it was three. it was Lucky. Oh, that was her name. Yeah. Good name. Okay. So you know she was about to do something to her, and then all of a sudden you hear a voice, and then here come in the fucking three OG Ghostbusters. That's right. He calls her. Venkman calls her the flat top, like he did in the original, and says, "Did you miss us?" And then, boom, there they are. Ernie Hudson looking pretty good for his age, and Dan Aykroyd is fat, and Bill Murray is falling apart. 
<laughs> yeah, fucking Bill Murray looked like a goddamn ghoul from Fallout, and fucking he did. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's just fat as shit, and Ernie Hudson's still like fit, and he looks he looks really fucking good. He looks good. Uh, it when I put it on the TV the other day, it was right before they hired him. So then I told my daughter, I was like, look, 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 and then it showed him interview, and she's like, oh wow, there he is, and I was like, yeah, he's young, like he he's just joining. And that was the scene where he taught him how to put the trap into the uh, red thing and, and dispose of it. But we were watching the same movie at the same time. I know, buddy. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they bicker for a bit, and then they, they shoot her, and then they cross the streams, which look kind of funny because all three of them are touching tips. And then, yes. And then, uh, this popped me. And then she was so strong. She uncrossed the stream, buddy. She well, she learned. She she remembers them because Ernie, uh, Ernie, uh, Winston says, "I think she remembers us." And then she's like, "Oh, are you a god?" She asks Ray again because yeah, she remembers. And he answers correctly this time. He says, "Yes." Yeah. So then she uncrossed the stream and fucking chucked them, which they all flipped and hit cars and shit. And it's like, oh, they're dead. That did and pop then, me. Uh, like that that won't work on me again. Like I do like that. Yeah. So then. Uh, She's going to walk towards them because, like, I think he's in the chair. He, oh, no, they couldn't power his because the little marshmallow dude started attacking the, the – pulling apart the packs and, like, getting all in there. Yeah. So podcast is trying to fight them off. So that his didn't work, so he couldn't attack her at the time. But then you hear, like – you see, like, a, a, a shot hit her neck, and she turns around, and it's fucking Phoebe. And she's like, come on, fucking – come on, I'm here. And then uh, – <laughs> We have a Dragon Ball Z battle here. And then she <laughs> – god damn it. So then she shot and then she used her like hand powers. And so it's just kind of going back and forth. And then buddy out of fucking nowhere, you see this fucking blue hand grab hers and she looks up it. God damn it. Why am I tearing up now? And she fucking sees him <laughs> fucking Let it out, buddy. grandfather standing there looking at her. And I was just like, holy shit. And I did not expect him to hit me that way. And I just sat there like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> It, I don't uh, know why, but it really fucking it got me because then he puts his arm around her and helps her hold it and like everyone else is looking like 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 oh shit there he is and like the daughter so it was kind of like this whole like thing and I was just like oh my god <laughs> and then and the real kicker like we get this side profile shot like because the original three join back in the fight they get up and we have this side profile shot of all four of them and one by one the original three who are still living like look and realize that e- the ghost of Egon is right next to them. And they're like, holy shit. Um, and I think Venkman, I don't know if he says it then, but he, he says it later. He's like, I, I was wondering if he'd show up. Yeah, he said it later. Yeah. Uh, but but that, seeing that, that seeing all four oh. of them, because I, 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 I didn't really want to see Ghost Egon or his face, but they showed his face. But that side shot of all four of them, I was like, yeah, I needed this. Yeah, it was, it was, it was done really well. Because most of the time they try, it looks... Usually it looks bad when they're and I'm if they had tried to do that in the beginning with if a human him, you can tell something's off and it's not right. The I was gonna say that, that, yeah. The fact that he was blue, it it made it like that is him. Like it looked really good because it's, it's all CG, not trying to make the CG look like real skin and real eyes and shit like that. You know what I mean? Right. So there's no uncanny valley if it's a ghost no. because it's already not supposed to be it's a human shape but he's he's not like corporeal he's you can see through him yeah and then so they're all four of them are shooting and she's getting kind of trapped but she's moving around 
uh, podcast finally blows up all those fucking marshmallow things, gets it working. He was just about to shoot, and he looks over, and he's like, you know what? Nope. Shoots the fucking uh, uh, battery things or power things, powers that shit up, and then fucking, I think Phoebe yells, Mom, pedal. And so she steps on it, and then all the traps open, and it just sucks in the fucking terror dog, Gozer, and, like, all the other basically ghosts in town. Like, it just sucked in, like, everything. And then um, it closes. <sighs> it closes, and everyone's like, like, you know, we fucking did it. Are you crying, buddy? And, no, I was. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, uh, and then, uh, they, like, all, like, one by one, I think, like, looked at the grandpa, and then, like, the the daughter hugs him, and then he, like, goes to, I'm assuming heaven, he, like, sprinkles away. He's and done. it's like, oh, uh, yeah, hugging him, and it's like, oh, fuck. And then, um, it's like, that's gonna be one day with my daughter. You know, and yeah, we we see the the little spirit particles go up. We see a shot of the sky, and a text pops on the screen that just says "For Harold." And that's when it like really got me. And then yeah, and then the credits, and it was like, God, that was a great movie. Oh, first he was looking for Lucky, so he popped the head off the terror. Because then the the terror dog spirit possessed Lucky, so yeah. that's it was like a bigger battle. So he like rips the head off of one, like Lucky, and then it's Paul Rudd, and he's like, "Thanks," and I was like, "God damn it!" So then he runs to the other one, and she bursts out of there, and he like grabs her. But yeah, that for Harold thing, and then the credits, and I was just like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Well, yeah." Ghost Recon has kind of a moment with everybody. Like all the three original Ghostbusters, there they they're kind of talking to people, and Winston's looking at like the Ecto One. It's like, "Oh man, I'm gonna we're gonna take you home. We're gonna fix you up." And so when we see the text for Harold pop on the screen, there's like one more little thing. It's just you see New York at night with all the lights, and you see Ecto One on the bridge driving into New York, and that's when the original Ghostbusters theme song starts playing, and we get. The like original Ghostbusters logo pop in exactly the same way it did in the original movie in the opening credit sequence, and we got the song playing through like the beginning of the credits where it's like you know they have animated stuff for like the stars. Yeah. Um, uh, I did. They each had their own saying. Uh, not saying they always they all had their last words with him, which yeah. I kept. Like, don't make him talk. Don't make him talk. And they didn't. I was like, oh thank I, God. That's I was dreading that too. Yeah, because I think Ray looked at him and was like, I'm sorry for not believing in you. Or, I'm sorry for not believing you. Uh, I'm, I forgot what what's-his-face said, but then I think uh, Winston was just like, you know, like, I miss you or something like that. And I was just like, oh. And it's probably, like, emotional because, like, they probably do mean it because they never probably do. You know, they probably didn't get a chance to actually say goodbye to him because they don't they didn't expect him to die, you know? Well, I remember Bill, uh, Bill like, hated him for like a, a, a bunch of years until like he found out he was sick. And then, then he actually went over, I remember he, they were saying like he went over to his house and they kind of just like talk. I don't even think Harold could talk a lot at the time when he went over there, but they kind of made up. There was like a, when they were made groundhog day, there was just some kind of thing, something about working on that. There was some kind of miscommunication and they just didn't talk a lot after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and then I think, and then the Oscars in, bunch of years ago bill murray actually did a thing where like it was the nomination for best picture or whatever and he's like oh and also harold ramos he just named off a bunch of his movies and everybody cheered so it's like okay i think he regrets all the years where they just didn't get along and that's probably one of the biggest reasons we never got a ghostbusters 3 is that they just they could never get him on board who bill murray yeah they should just done it without him he's not that important well (laughs) So I mean, it, it, I would, uh, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he was. Sometimes his smart-ass shit is just too much for me. Like, I don't. You're never gonna like, see him again. Who, Bill Murray? 
Yeah, he's never going to do another one of these. No, I know that. I'm talking about yeah. any of his movies. He always plays some smart. The only movie I, I kind of liked him in was fucking Osmosis Jones. And that's because he was like just a dirty, sick fuck. It's still like that, uh, what do you call it? Osmosis and that fucking pill were like in his body trying to like save him. <laughs> I want you to watch Scrooged. Yeah, and again, I've never it's, seen that. In, uh, it's real good. <laughs> it's got Bobcat uh, in it. Okay, maybe. And John Glover. Um, okay, I'm leaning more that way now. Uh, Fuck yeah. <laughs> so we have a mid credit scene where Vankman is like reading a card and he's like, you know, uh, like three squiggly lines and it's and it's right. And then we see, because uh, it said, you know, special appearance or whatever. And it said Dan Aykroyd, you know. Uh, All the guys, yeah. Herney, yeah. And then it said Sigourney Weaver. And I was like, wait, where was she in the movie? And then, boom, yeah. and oh, God damn it. And so then it's that scene and she's sitting there. So it turns out they married. So they got together and she's like, like, wow, like people like in your class believe this. And he's hooked up to the shock machine. And he's like, yeah. And uh, she's like, like, did you mark the cards? And he's like, yeah. And she shocked them. And he's like, ah. And then so, he's like, you know, to be fair, I only shocked uh, men. And then she, she's like, oh, isn't that surprising? She shocked him. He's like, ah. Do you do you know what this is referencing? It's in the first one, right? When he yeah, it's, tried, it's the first. She, yeah. Yeah. Cause she yeah, cause she got everything wrong. But he's like, wow, you got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Trying to like get with her, hit on her, you know. Yeah. I do. I do remember that. And then it ends, and I was like, oh, that's a dumb mid credit scene. And then it more credits, credits. And then uh, the very end, you see uh, – that's when we see that old clip we talked about in the beginning with Annie giving him the coin. And he's like, well, I might not be back. And she's like, you know, take it anyway. Then it cuts to the present where she's holding the coin, and then she goes and sees Winston, who – they said earlier, you know, he went on and made him a, a millionaire with all the stuff he's done. He made like a financial company or something. He did, yeah. he did good for himself. Yeah, and then he like supports Ray Shop and like yep. – I think he paid for Harold – or now he – pays for the land like Harold's for the or not for the family of uh, yeah. Egon. And uh she's talking about something and you know, just like whatever. And then it cuts to him he, during his monologue, it shows the fucking firehouse, shows him opening it, shows him driving the Ecto one in there and basically just say like I got the hit that he's like starting like I'm like a Ghostbusters Inc. Like I bet you they're gonna have around the country Ghostbusters shit. I am totally in favor of continuing a new Ghostbusters movie in New York with Ernie Hudson as like president of Ghostbusters Incorporated. You bring back Paul Rudd, he joins a new Ghostbusters crew. Uh I'm fine. I, I, I would not be opposed to, to that. That'd be pretty fucking good. You don't like, have to have Bill Murray back. Bill Murray did his thing, he doesn't have to come back again. Yeah, no, good fuck off. Because, uh, uh, like, they did a whole Batman Incorporated comic where Batman went around and got made, like, their own Batman for, like, the countries they were in, remember? Like, it you didn't. could easily do that. You could have, like, a Bat uh, Batman, a Ghostbuster, you know, Corp of America or something like that. In every major state, there's, like, L.A. Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Like, ghosts could pop up anywhere, as, as shown with, you know, bumfuck Oklahoma. There's actually a fan film uh, on YouTube where... I think it's like the nephew of Egon or whatever is it's like a Colorado Ghostbusters division or something like that. It's not a bad fan. I mean, it's always very obviously a fan film, but it's like a legit feature length running time. Uh, wow. Decently, decently made fan film. I, I can't remember what it's called, but I'm sure if I did a little searching, I could find it. I watched it a, n a number of years ago. 
like I enjoyed the movie, but I was I was slightly irritated because why it's basically a retread of the first one. Oh, it's very much it is very yeah. much what uh, uh, Force Awakens does. Um, yeah, I just got mad that it was like, oh, we're doing this bit again with Gozer again. Yes. Like, I understand they beat it, so it probably went back to hell or whatever. So it's not, you know, Gozer well, no, it's trapped. Ever. They can't, it can't come back. It's trapped. Yeah, you know, I'm, at the time though, I'm saying, yeah, like, you know, it goes back to hell. So to try again. So I'm not mad that like, oh, of course, Gozer wouldn't try to come back, but it was just kind of like, I don't know. It was like too much of a retread kind of thing to me, but. I still very much enjoyed it, so it's not a knock on it. I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying, if I had one criticism, like that's that's it. No, and that's the same thing. I would also what I would also say is that oh, uh, and at the is... end, when, at the end when he was like, "I'll fix this up, make this all good and everything," it, the ending shot is like zooming in on that red box that has a ghost in it that they put they empty the traps into, and it's blinking. So yep. does that mean they put Gozer in there, or like there's a bunch of ghosts in there? probably just ghosts are still in there and uh, it, they can I come out buddy that, i watched that scene in like it's just a big trap that they're emptying it into right it's not like it incinerates it or destroys no the it's ghost. the it's the containment unit it's just a way yes. for them to to use the traps again yeah so it's like there's a lot of things trapped in there like, they go a lot they go into it a lot in again real ghostbusters there there's several episodes where they end up going inside the containment unit whoa what yeah to like go after something or whatever. There's at least one episode where they do. Wow. It's like this whole other dimension, basically. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, I mean, I text a buddy after I was done crying, two thumbs way up. <laughs> and I, I, I knew, I figured you would like enjoy it just because it's, it is an enjoyable movie. Yeah. But I was... didn't, I didn't think the buddy would give it like straight up two thumbs. But uh, no, I, I, I'm. It was already a two-thumber, but then that scene when I fucking started crying, it that completed it for me, and I wasn't even expecting that. You know what I mean? No, like, I, I know I get I, it. I half expected you to cry. I didn't. I, 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 I had to wipe, I wiped my eye a little bit. I no, did. but I'm saying like cry, cry. Like I had like tears. <laughs> in I don't know why. Again, <laughs> I, like, I don't know if it's because you know, like you said, I I have a daughter, and that doesn't help because now when I watch certain movies, even movies that I've already seen. It like some things hit differently because it's like, well, now I have a kid. So it's like I can connect with that character or I understand what that character's feeling. And so but like, I don't know, like nobody died. It wasn't like the daughter got hurt or anything like that. It was just the grandpa grabbing, helping the daughter shoot the the thing. But it just it fucking got me. buddy. Well, but the, that's one thing the movie does really well. Like the whole like the entire bit of the movie with Phoebe and eventually her mom discovering unraveling the mystery of why why egon was here what he was doing and did he actually care about the family and then finally we have this big scene at the end where it's like oh no he really did it worked and it got the buddy yeah it god damn it did <laughs> yeah so here's our mega review two thumbs up yeah um also two thumbs up i'm i was pleasantly surprised when i walked out of that theater i was fully prepared to just not like it um Again, it does do the Force Awakens things where once you get past like the 75% mark of the movie, it does turn into the third act of the original film. Um, but I mean, God, it to see it, to see them now with awesome CG is 
is pretty fucking cool. And, like, and again, yeah, there's yeah. something about the 80s. You know, there's something about it where it's like... Uh, it like, looked good then. It still looks good now, watching yeah. that movie. But to see it, like, crisper is just, like... It, it's it's pretty fucking cool. And, like... And it's not like, oh, we had that with, like, 2016. Like, that, that CG wasn't great. Like, no. this was... It looked like Egon. Like, legit, like if they took him and just added a blue hue to him. Like, it, it, it looked amazing. Like, they aged him properly. Like, he looked good. And uh, being being in the XD theater, and every time they would turn on the pack, and they would they would use, they would shoot the proton pack, and, like, the, the beam, and the way that it, it shook the theater. God, I, you need to see in the theater for, for the effects and shit, I think. I, I mega pop after the fact, because when they were out, outside of the thing she's like turn me on and so he flipped the switch and you heard it power on and i was like oh that sounds cool but then when i turned it on at home they're in the elevator and he tells ray turn me on and so he did and then you hear it power up and they're kind of sketchy too and i was like i mega popped and i was like like word for word the granddaughter said it and i started crying again and that's the thing why <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> about the first movie is like like yeah it's like it's hilarious and stuff but it's it's not the, again going back to 2016 the comedy is very it's sarcastic, it's dry, and it's very subtle. Because, like, they don't freak out when they turn it on, but Egon just kind of, like, he backs up to the other side of the elevator, and they just get away from it. It's uh, it, not going to do anything. I, I know. Uh, oh, don't cross streams unless you want, like, the whole world to destroy it, and it's like, oh, shit. And then, they, ever since then, all they do is cross streams. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, th- that first movie is lightning in a bottle. And I don't really – I don't even need any other feature Ghostbusters movies to, like, try and super hard to be funny. Because if you watch the first movie, it's shot – it looks like a horror film because it kind of is. It's just that you have Bill Murray there cracking wise and then some other stuff going on. But it's – the tone of the movie is completely serious. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Just keep getting Jason Reitman to write them, and I think – it, it's in good hands. He did very good with this one, so. Well, he does. He does lots of indie dramas, so he combined what he does to make me like an interesting kind of emotional plot with his family, and then you inject Ghostbusters shit into it, and it it worked. That's that's the best thing I can say is that it worked for me. That's why a lot of times when they get like foreign directors to do these horror movies, we end up liking the horror movies. They, you know, that per that director only has like two movies under the belt. Something about like giving something to, to somebody new who's ambitious, like it shows, you know? Yeah. Like the guy, the Fetty Alvarez did the evil dead remake. And I like from the get go, I was like, this is going to suck. But I was like, well, it's actually kind of good. Yeah. I love when the buddy's mind gets like turned. I love I you going into something like <laughs> this is going to be shit, but I, I have to watch it. And then you're like, holy fuck. It just, it just goes to show for, I think you've said it once or twice, but the, I, I, I do like things sometimes, buddy. It just, it just, it's just got to get to me. Yeah. Apparently, it's got to make me cry. No, I like it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's one way to do it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but uh, uh, that'll do it, I think. Two thumbs up. Yep, two thumbs way up. And we'll see you in the Ecto-1. Wow, that sure was a great episode, huh, gang? If you liked what you heard, and why wouldn't you, interact with us on social media. Follow us at TNJUniverse on Instagram. That's TNJUniverse. Or find us individually at SandmanRios on Instagram and ZeroSignal316 on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next time. Fuck yeah!